I was 12, I was not exposed to the amount of options of what my life could be like that Joe has been exposed to. Just oh, that's a of, good point. Because of the era that we live in. That's a good point. And because of that, like this generation, starting mm. with millennials, Gen Z, the amount of anxiety, depression, suicide has gone up. Do you think that there's correlation of like a 12-year-old asking us, how do I get all of this stuff that I've seen on Man, TV and I didn't YouTube think channel? about that. I didn't think about that. But and you're right. It's gonna, all available. So he's going to spend his whole life with all of these options and think like, how do I get that? How do I get that? podcast i've got a good rotation of people now yeah like you and parker are probably my two most regular people yeah and uh it's it's just exciting to see as this podcast grows people get more and more familiar with you and start craving you and your advice as we answer these questions yeah that's awesome well thank you guys it's a privilege to be here i hope that Anything we discuss, anything we might say may help you in some little way. So thanks for having me, Grizz. Dude, always a pleasure. Always helps me. We, we've been talking for, you got here an hour and four <laughs> minutes ago. We did. An hour we and four minutes. We should start the camera when I walk in. We've been talking and talking and talking, <laughs> deep, deep conversations. And I'm like, man, we could have done an entire podcast over this conversation. Okay. Um, a lot of it actually is was revolving around the fact that I went back on tour last week and started a Bible study with the band and crew, um, open an open Bible study to anyone that wanted to attend. Um, and it was just, just short. It was like open with prayer. And then we would read together some scripture and, and discuss the word and, and then discuss kind of a, a little concept that I had built about either, um, leadership at home or, um, spiritual manhood or, um, tithing your time is what, what we did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was interesting and, um, fulfilling and frustrating and a, t- a test for me in all kinds of ways. And then we would close with a prayer request from the band. And mm-hmm. in, in me, I'm just thinking, man, we're sitting in a bus in a bar parking lot doing this. And it was, it was special. Mm-hmm. And then Bernie comes in and just tells me some really good advice on how to con- <laughs> how to how to continue to uh, be patient and uh, in, in that kind of environment. So I'm if you if anyone's at this podcast trying to hear something or learn something, just know that I'm 
constantly learning as well and constantly trying to evolve and um, become better. Yeah, we all are, man. Yeah. So um, I'm going to steal the first two questions for you. Okay. Um, first question, um, who would you want to have on this podcast? Present company excluded. Mm-hmm. Like if you could pick like, man, I would love to like get this person in mm. uh, and kind of go not just like interview them, but like the questions that, you know, these guys are sending into, I would love yeah. to like chop up these questions with this person. Man, who would God. it be? Honestly, and this is a, probably going to be an unpopular answer, but honestly, Jordan Peterson. Okay. I think about that a lot because I've. Tell I, us who Jordan Peterson so, is. So Jordan, um, you're familiar with Jordan, right? We, no. Oh, you're not? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Jordan is a clinical psychiatrist from Toronto, Canada, and he has uh, written a lot of books. One particularly that became very, very popular um, bestseller called 12 Rules for Life. Okay. I started following him. I read the book first, and then I started uh, following him on different YouTube platforms that he did. And then I, and then I saw him a couple times on Joe Rogan. I think he's actually done that several times okay. and he is super deep and, um, he is a, a very, very heavy thinker and he, he could, he, he's so smart. He could just dissect questions and life's problems. He's not a Christian. So, I could imagine um, him sitting here in the stool and us just going, you know, having these discussions for about an hour. And I, I always have, anytime I hear him in a podcast or an interview, I wish that they would have asked it a different way for him mm-hmm. to challenge him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I know it's like I yeah. said, unpopular answer, but no, I think that, that's great. It. Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna check him out. And we've mentioned it many, him many times on here. Okay. Um, so Jordan, if you're watching, <laughs> open invitation. Um, I get to just sit in the corner and listen though, if you have people like that on, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. So second question, um, the pandemic has been terrible in a lot of ways, right? There's been a lot of people that lost their jobs. A lot of people have died. We, we recognize that this has not yep. uh, been a fun experience for a lot of folks. Um, but there have been things through this that have been produced that would not have made their way into our lives, mm. habits, people, what, whatever, mm. if the pandemic had not have hit. So my question is, what is the best thing for you that's come out of the pandemic? Well, um, first and foremost, a uh, little baby growing in. Amber's belly right now. Would that I have, don't would know. that have happened? I don't know. I okay. knew you're going to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if if that is a product of the pandemic. Probably not. But because but I had so much time to dedicate to Amber through the process, and um, you know we're having this baby through IVF, which was a tedious long. Um, medically involved process with many meetings, uh, many appointments, many heartbreaks. And if I was on a normal year, normal schedule, it would have been very difficult to, to not be there for Amber in every step of the process and comfort her through like the miscarriage and, and the bigger days and some of the disappointing news and some of the exciting news. It, there was a time when we, she was going like every week. She would go into a different appointment every week during the week, during the day, 
I would have inevitably had to miss many of those. Mm-hmm. So that's been a blessing uh, that me and the kids will never forget this time that we've had every morning together. Like every morning they wake up and I'm in there and they come and, and we have this, this special time in the afternoons and in the morning when they get off school, um, during the pandemic, when they weren't in school, it was, it was all virtual and with them every day, every single day for a traveling dad with a traveling career. That's been a special thing. Mm-hmm. It's also, it's, it's taught me so much and, and I'm still learning what it has taught me. Mm-hmm. For instance, I just learned recently this last week when we took our first tour, we went, we were gone for six days, played four shows. And I learned for the first time ever that I debunked a myth that we have to play a certain amount of shows in a row to get our chops up, to start sounding good. We went into this with no rehearsal. We went in day one and we nailed the show and we were high-fiving and, and so excited. And I just thought, man, I, I always thought if we book a big festival, say we booked some massive festival in Michigan, I always thought, no, oh, we got to book three small dates right in front of it, like club dates get to just get our chops up. up. Yep. But we went in and what, what I think happened was the crowd was normal for the mm-hmm. first time in 13 months. And because the crowd was normal, it was triggering us to dig into a, a memory bank of our mind to access Habits. a full habit of yeah. a show. And so they would trigger, the fans would trigger by doing a sing-along or a cheer, and it would trigger back, and we'd play. And we went through these shows and played like 2018, made mistakes like 2018, made sure. really good moments, as good as it would have been in 2018-19. So... There was that, and one more thing I learned this weekend. I also learned through the band and crew, you know, when you have a bunch of men traveling like that, you inevitably have these men go through ups and downs. They go through isolation moments. They go through exciting moments. They go through fits of what we do call moments of depression. You know, you see guys kind of roaming around on a bus and... You, you're you're in a parking lot. We have to have these off days to get way out to these states we're playing. So we'll be sitting in a parking lot all day while the drivers sleep. So you have to occupy your mind in some way. At a like yesterday, we were at, sat all day in Oklahoma City at Bass Pro Shops parking lot. You have to occupy your mind. What we noticed was, what I noticed was, that things that we used to blame on a long tour. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at this, the same f- loneliness and isolation and overcome by boredom and missing home. We're like, seeing those same things from guys that have only been gone three days and they're ho- home the whole year before that. And so it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, maybe it wasn't, we need a break from touring. Maybe it's something deeper, right? Yeah. Maybe it's way deeper than just, we've been gone for too long, guys. Right. <laughs> and yeah. that, that's just that's just two two things I learned this last this week weekend. from the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, I know that was a long way to answer your question, but how about you? Yeah. What could you say? Well, the reason I asked you is because somebody asked me, and it made me have to stop and think for a second. And um, I think for me, I used to wake up at 530, right? Mm-hmm. And get into my routine. And because I work downtown, um, I would 
and I didn't want to sit in any traffic, I would basically get up, get my workout clothes on, and go downtown. Mm. And then I would either like run town lake and then shower at my office, and then I would be there, which means that I didn't see my kids from basically the night before, you know, until I got home from work. Um, and part of the question is kind of like, you know, what did you benefit from it that's like continuing? And now I've kind of gotten in this habit of, uh, or, you know, reshape my routine to where I do everything at home. Like I do my, you know, my quiet time, prayer, meditation, journal, uh, exercise, everything at the house. And then I come and I get to spend, you know, 30 or 40 minutes before the kids leave the school, making breakfast, like joking around with them. And my wife, you know, just said the other day, like, having you here in the morning has like changed the dynamic. Mm. And, and it's like, I actually love being there and getting to like, you know, my little three-year-old. Um, I just like, we leave at the same time and Leslie walks him to school and I just like ride my truck along next to him as he rides his little strider bike and we yell at each yeah. other. And, um, and yeah, I'm a little bit later getting to the office than if I went down and I was like, okay, I'm there. But the 15 to 20 minutes that I give up is like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep this. This is a, a special gift for me, but also I think for them and for Leslie just to have me, Dude. us to be together in the morning. So absolutely, man. Um, it's been awesome. I think, and I kind of, I've said this before, but this where that's where journaling has come in so clutch for me is and I use a, I know me and you are very different on journaling. You go to a spiral notebook and I, I do a digital and I, I started digital three years ago because I didn't always know where I was going to be that day. And I didn't want to always remember to pack my journal wherever I was going. Cause I would forget it. And after I tried to journal for a while in a, in a notebook, I would be like, ah, I forgot it. Well, I guess I'm not journaling today. Mm-hmm. So I started this, um, it's an app it's called day one. So I started journaling on this app. And I started it three years ago and it's been so clutch now because every morning I'll see what happened in, um, 2019 and what happened in 2020 on this day. Oh, cool. And those two years are a massive contrast Yeah. (laughs) for me. This is April. So April, 2019 and April, 2020 and April, 2021, I had, in April 19, River was still around. Mm-hmm. I was touring. Um, things were things were looking great. We were living in a completely different house. April 2020, we had lost River. The pandemic had hit. We were living in a, a, a new house that we had on the market. We we're selling. Trying to close on the land where we are now mm-hmm. with a lot of unknowns, a lot of fear, a lot of worry. And then here I am journaling in um, April 2021 with the fulfillment of that, that whole move and real estate debacle and getting rid of the house and getting into where we are now in the RV and the barn. And it's, it's such good therapy to look back on those two years mm-hmm. and see what mattered, what didn't matter, mm-hmm. the state of mind I was in, the contrast of 2019 and 2020, which I think most people could probably contrast those two years in a similar way. Yeah. And remind myself of gratefulness, what I'm thankful for, mm-hmm. what, I, what I might've thought I was grateful for that really didn't really even matter that much. Sure. And did did you clutch. say that, did you say that you've also started like 
talking to your future self in your interest, yeah. like asking questions or uh-huh. something? Okay. So I, I think I started that in 2020 a couple times. I would say um, people are coming to look at the house today. And keep in mind, we were selling our house. We were trying to get out because my job was unstable. And we were selling in a market where like Travis County had shut down all real estate viewings. All. I was in Williamson County and they were still doing some viewings, but it was like, had to sanitize the house, have to wear a mask, have to wear gloves when you come in. Mm-hmm. So there, the viewings were very rare. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at that and just going, Hey, future self, how does this work? How does this look? You know, like, do I end up getting out of this house? Am I going to, cause we had, we were contingent on, we, we had just got this new land and we we're contingent on building if we sold. And mm-hmm. so I'm like asking, I started asking my 2021 self. So then in 2021, I started answering myself. That's cool. And most of the answers are chill out, buddy. Yeah. You're fine. Dude. Yeah. You're just fine. It's all going to be fine. And now I started asking my 2022 self questions, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, I think there's a lot of value in that yeah. because your answer is typically going to be one of two things. It's going to be, it's all going to be fine. Or it's going to be, hold on to what you got and be, be grateful for what you have right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those two answers. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's good, man. You want to answer I, some questions yeah. here from other people? Yeah. Let's get to Even it. though we could answer each other's questions. See, here we go again, Bernie, just talking. <laughs> so if you want to ask me anything, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Could be about any subject. As this podcast grows, so are your questions and so are the categories of your questions. So there's really no limit to what you could ask. And the age limit on this podcast, as we've seen, mm-hmm. is kind of limitless. I have that's right. I have uh, people in elementary school and people in nursing homes all emailing and everything in between. I'm going to leave it up to you, Burns, on okay. some of these titles. We have, uh, how, do I treat, how do I treat my wife better? I have new Ooh. father advice. I have urgent relationship advice. I have, what is it to be a man? I have life as a journey. I have promotion. Any of those stand out for you we could start with? Uh, I'm going to go with first one. How do I treat my wife mm-hmm. better? I'm a little scared of this one. So let's get into <laughs> it. It says, Hey, Granger, so my wife and I have been married almost three years. Been together for seven. We have known each other and been friends for 18. I have a major temper issue. Sometimes it spills out onto my wife. How do I change this? I've been to prison three times, been to jail 20 times, never for hitting my wife, but all drug related. I have one, I am one year clean now. How do I treat her better? I get really short with her. Any advice you have would be great. Thank you. Um, I'm not going to read the name. But. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm not laughing or, smir- or smirking or anything at the situation. At, I guess the title of the question, I was expecting a different situation. What were you that's expecting? That's a little bit more what? loaded. That's a little bit more loaded of a situation. Than I what was were thinking. you expecting? I was expecting, hey, like we have young kids. I mean, putting, right. you know, thinking about myself, like yeah. I'm hoping this guy has an answer for the question because it's like, hey, yeah. we, you know, I'm a business owner. I have small kids and. My wife and I love each other, but we're yeah. just trying to, you know, how do we do life and do, and it's like, okay, bro, let's, let's talk about this. Cause I feel this, um, this is, uh, I, I would venture to say unique situation. Hmm. 
Um, and, and another situation where I feel like having the dialogue um, with this guy yeah. in person would be, yeah. it's like, okay, the 20 times you've been to jail, have those been like recently? Or... Well, he, okay, let's say this first. We have to say congratulations on one year clean. He says I'm yeah, one year clean okay. now. And all the all the, the jail time has been drug related. Now he's one year clean. So you would think he's on this is this dude's on a path now. Yeah. That's that's a really good path. Yeah. And so I gotta say congratulations yeah. on that. And um that is that is the most valuable thing you could have right now is being clean with yep. yourself. It's more valuable than being nice to your wife because one has to come before the other, right. and being clean has to come before you're yep. going to be you're going to be cool to your wife. Um, I, I would go journaling first. I, okay. We could because we just mentioned it. I would say what helps me with individual relationships sometimes is making a daily challenge for yourself. It has to be it has to be renewed every single morning. It's because look at it this way. When you wake up in the morning, you've got a clean slate for the day. You have no offenses yet. You have, you have not been harsh with her. When the sun comes up, you open your eyes, you start a new day. So I would do a quick journal to yourself. This might even sound silly, but your, your question said any advice would be great. So here you go. Just say it's, uh, it's Monday. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to start clean today with my wife, just like you, you went clean with the drugs. I'm going to start today, and I'm not going to be harsh with her at all. And then go through the day, and then the next morning, reevaluate how you did yesterday. So yesterday, I did pretty good until like 3 o'clock, and then sh- she was saying something, and I, I kind of snapped at her. And, and recognize that, and catch, catch yourself, and label it, and give yourself a, a time that three fifteen, I did this, and 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 I, so today on Tuesday, I'm gonna start clean again, and I'm gonna see if I can get all the way through the day. I'm gonna get all the way to sundown without being harsh with her. What you got, Burns? Um, did he say there hasn't been any abuse? Or yes. Anything? Oh, he he said never. Where did you say that? Never for hitting her. Never for hitting her. Okay, so, um, man, there's just, there's so much here. Um, One, your wife, maybe she's listening too. I think that there has to be just kind of some uh, respect and kind of shout out to her for sticking with this guy Mm -hmm. through what's been a pretty wild up and down journey and that she if she's listening and husband you need to go and tell her if you haven't that you have not deserved any of that Um, because abuse can be you know not just physical but verbal in the way that you you know have talked to her and yelled at her or what you say you lose your temper the way you've treated her there's been some hurt and pain that's done there um I think that there's a mindset and and maybe what you're saying is like the, these are kind of practical things that can help shift the mindset. Um, but I don't know if you're a Christian, if you read the Bible, if you, you know, where you at or where, where you are on the faith spectrum, but the way that you view your wife 
um, and, and that kind of mindset may need to be something that shifts. And viewing her as more important than yourself and someone that you are called to lay down your life for and to give yourself up for in all things, mm-hmm. right? Um, we've heard that line before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Peter says to, to love your wife as if it's your own flesh. Right. What does that mean to you, right? Yeah, so um, there could still be um, some just neurological habits that are kind of like kicking in. That um, uh, Great, ho- great point. Yeah, hopefully you are... You have support, you have sponsors, you have help. Um, You have a friend. Honestly, community can do a lot for your relationship. Um, Get a band of brothers that can hold you accountable, that can encourage you, that you can talk about like really deep stuff with and be vulnerable with. And um, Because guys, I know the culture tells us the opposite, but that is where your strength is shown and that's where your strength is renewed is when you find a band of brothers that you can be vulnerable with and they come to the table and say, Hey man, this, this is a place that you can let down your guard and, and you're going to show us that you have courage and that you're, you're strong by the amount you're willing to share with us. And, and I guarantee you, if you can find, you know, some people like that, a community like that, they're going to help in a tremendous way, kind of give you some, some support. Um, uh, dude, uh, yeah, let's go back to the the habit issue, Bernie, too, because everything you're saying is awesome. And I want to say that I I kind of consider myself a recovering um, temper issue addict. <laughs> you know, I, I, I kind of consider myself to be a mildly recovered person that, that uh, could fly off the handle. I could fly off the handle on road rage. I could try to prove someone that their driving's bad by going 90 miles an hour and cutting them off. Like I was that guy. I, I was the guy that got in a lot of, of bar fights, maybe fights is to say a lot is rough, but maybe uh, bar disputes where it got physical as we were trying to get paid at the end of the night from a bar owner or dealing with someone in the parking lot outside of our van. And I, I went off the handle a lot and it got so bad for me that I had to, I had to start identifying what Bernie said, that what was triggering that? Because there's always a trigger. And so I started, here we go, writing down. I started writing down my triggers. Number one for me, number one was always sleep. And it's especially if, let's take alcohol and drugs. Let's take all that out because you got to, that has to stop. That has to stop anyway if you're dealing with this kind of issue. But other than that, sleep was always a big deal. So I would think if I, if I drove all night in the van or if I had an early flight or whatever was going on in my life, if I didn't get much sleep, I'm on a short fuse today. And so I would recognize that you're on a short fuse. And when you recognize that you're on a short fuse, it makes it so much easier just to say, it's not her that's causing this. This is because I'm hearing it through the lens of a short fuse. Just don't talk. Don't don't re, don't say anything else. Let her win. Let her win. I heard someone say to, one time that in an argument, you you to win an argument is a lose for everyone because the only thing you get out of that is you get to be right, but she gets to be wrong, and that's worse than you 
than you losing the argument. That's worse because now she's wrong and there's a resentment there. So it's so much better just to say, mm-hmm. you know what? You're right. And just let it pass. Because when you tell her she's right and she gets to feel right, awesome. And then deep down, it doesn't really matter to you. Just let her have it. And the, you being nice to her comes after you deal with the temper issue. That has to start. Dealing with the temper issue comes before you treating your wife better, right? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, like you're saying, this is this is a heart issue first. Mm. Um, and just to book in this, like Proverbs 4.32, um, above all else. So when that starts with above all else, and you think about everything in Proverbs, like mm. that's pretty heavy. Above all else. Guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So consider, start to just consider the current state of your heart towards your wife, towards your life, towards God, towards your friends. Um, And then try to think of ways that you can guard it from all of the different things that are trying to change it in a way that makes it you're, you fly off the handle towards people. You, you know, treat your wife this certain way, like really just guarding your heart as much as you possibly can. And, and really giving your heart things that are, are life giving. Um, I don't know, man, it's a tough situation. I'm glad to hear that you've, it sounds like you've turned a corner, be encouraged, stick with it, find community, guard your heart. And yeah, man, Email us back in and let us know because, you know, when does this come in? Like Sunday. Okay. <laughs> so it's wait a minute. There. Give some time. See how things we're, go. But we're going to keep we're us gonna, keep us up to date. Keep us up to date. We're going to take a break. Be right back. Podcast is brought to you guys today in part by ShipStation. If you sell stuff online, you're definitely in the right business. And I could attest to that. Here in 2020, when people started buying e-commerce more than they typically would because most retail was closed, people are shopping online more than ever. That means a lot of orders are coming in and a lot of orders you're going to need to ship out fast. That's why online sellers like you need ShipStation, just like we use here at Yee Apparel. No matter how much stuff you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all of your orders from all of your sales channels faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. You could import orders from any sales channel. You could ship with any carrier. You could access discounted shipping rates, automate just about any shipping task, and you'll spend a lot less time on shipping and a lot more time growing your business, which is what we all need to be doing. No matter whether you're selling on Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation funnels all of your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even right here on your cell phone. You'll get access to amazing discounts with all the major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Easily compare carriers and choose the best solution for every time. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for the big Fortune 500 companies without the huge contracts or commitments. It's no wonder ShipStation has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. 
You could ship more in less time. Just use my offer code Granger to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free, no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in Granger. That's ShipStation.com. Enter the offer code Granger. Make ship happen. The podcast is also brought to you today by Athletic Greens, and I've been using this for a while now, and. I I got this in the mail from Athletic Greens when I was going to start talking about it and using it as a sponsor for this podcast. And it comes to me in either a a little circular canister where you could have a little scoop in it, or I also have been using a lot of these individual packets where you literally just rip the top of the packet and you use it. It's It's a green powder and it's all the essential vitamins and minerals that you need in your life from green vegetables made into a powder form without any kind of additives. And I, I do it, you could do it with water, which I've done and it tastes just fine. Um, it doesn't have, it doesn't have a gross green slimy taste at all. It's actually kind of sweet. Almost tastes like juice. I use it for my shakes, which makes it easy. I'll put like protein powder and a banana and an apple and ice and water and a packet of athletic greens. I've been doing this for probably three months now. And it's, it's, it's really, really great. And I'm, I always enjoy reading about Athletic Greens to you guys because I truly endorse it. So one taste of, of Athletic Greens contains, excuse me, one scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, probiotics, green superfood blend, and much more. All that work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and it supports a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or gross big old horse pills that, uh, that, are, that are just tough to take and tough to take on an on a empty stomach. Athletic Greens, it's easy. It, it continues to uh, improve the company. It continues to improve the one holistic formula based on the latest research producing tons and tons of different designs that make this exactly what you need to be eating. They've been working on this for a decade and counting. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. Right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down and supporting your immune system during these spring months and offering my audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. And that, I think that's what I use as the travel packs. It's super easy. Like I said, you just rip the top off and pour it in your water or in your juice or in your shake like I do. With your first per- purchase on my link today, you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again because they're going to give you all that free stuff. So whether you're looking for peak performance or better health, covering your basis with Athletic Greens makes investing in your energy, immunity, and gut health each day simple, tasty, and efficient. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash Granger and join health experts, athletes, health-conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their healthy lifestyle. Again, visit athleticgreens.com slash Granger. Get your free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. These are this is really awesome. And um, I'm I'm just I'm always happy to endorse products like ShipStation and Athletic Greens that we truly use and I could I could deliver to you guys. This this podcast is free to listen to. It costs me money to produce it, so it works 
perfectly that I get to enjoy endorse uh, products that I, I actually use. All right, Burns, let's get another one here. If you right. if you guys have an email or have a question, email it to grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. We have new father advice, urgent relationship advice, and it says, for you, what does it mean to be a man? Or Let's, let's go new father. New father. Because, I, man, before I came up here, I was actually just thinking about now having three kids and people that are about to have kids, like... I had some thoughts about that, so maybe okay. this is for them. So, hey, Granger, my name is Dakota. I'm from Winfield, Kansas. I've been watching your videos, listening to your music and podcasts for a little bit. I've really enjoyed watching and listening to you and your family's videos, music, and podcast. Thank you, buddy. My wife and I just got married in November, and I just turned 21 in February, and my wife will be 20 in June. We have a little girl coming in June. Do you have any advice for being a dad to a girl? How do I make sure I lead her in the path of the Lord and to have strong faith? I'm just super nervous about not knowing how to do something right or messing something a lot, messing something up because I'm just so young. Also, my in-laws aren't big fans of me, and they don't see me um, much, and I'm trying to be have a good relationship with them, and it's hard to do my best to provide for the family. Do you have any advice for that situation as well? So that's kind of two questions here. Mm-hmm. Thanks for taking the time to read my email. God bless you and your family. Sincerely, Dakota. So two questions. Yeah, the the second one is pretty easy. You you love their daughter and 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 you love their granddaughter in a way that they see the joy in life in their child and their grandchild. You're going to win them over, no doubt. Yeah, he says they don't see how much I'm trying to have a good relationship with them or how hard I'm trying to do my best to provide for my family. So what Bernie's saying is they will by your actions. Yep. Give it some time. They, they're seeing the joy that your wife has in life and that she feels loved and cared for and safe. And sometimes that takes a little more time, Mm. but if you're diligent in that, and that's why you wake up, man, I am going to love this woman. I'm going to love this little girl. I'm going to give myself up for them and everything. Um, I think you're going to win them over. So just just give it time. Um, I, I want to speak also to the, the question within the question when you said, I'm super nervous about messing this up because I'm so young. So I want to knock that out too and just say, that's not an issue. You're 21. There have been many fathers that have come before you on planet Earth that have been 21 years old right. and done just fine. You're perfectly capable inside your your being to raise this little girl and to support this family at your age and your wife's age. In fact, almost all of our grandparents and great-grandparents, and grand, they were all that age. It's just yeah. a modern thing that people are waiting till they're a little bit later. Right. So erase that from the question, you're fine. Yep. Right. And you mentioned like raising her in the way of the Lord and, you know, pointing her, you know, towards God. So it sounds like you have, you know, God's word as a, 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 a guide. Um, and so keep digging into that and just devour it and wrestle with it and ponder it and write about it and challenge it and stretch it and everything. And it's going to, it's going to point you in the right direction for sure. Yeah. So my, my thought on this, what came to mind that if this came up I, for, for whatever reason, I was like, man, I feel like I need to share this. 
I don't know how to communicate to to like treat this first kid like it's your third or fourth kid because the way that I treat Jet I wish that I would have like had the whereabouts to treat Boston that way because mm. I feel like there's this certain amount of pressure and attention and protection and the first kid kind of gets, mm. you know, and as a first time parent, the only thing that you want to do is not screw this up. You're right. And yeah. like, you want to point them to the Lord. You want to, you know, it's, it's your first go at this. You want the parents to look at you and say like, Oh yeah, he's, you know, he's caring for him. Um, but I, I think if there's just, uh, if you can have more, uh, or I, let me say it this way. I wish that with, my first two, I would have had more of a sense of, hey, everything's going to be okay. Mm. Like the things that you think are a big deal, I'm seeing with Jet, it's like, it's not that big a deal. Right. Just, it's, you know. Yeah. That's if, how we're going to be. If Boston would have spilled, first of all, Boston would have never been able to have an ice cream shake in my truck. Dude, you don't eat food in my truck, okay? <laughs> Jet is like sit, standing up, like, you know, just like spilling it everywhere. And I'm not losing my patience. It's a difference in siblings, man. And I'm like... That's why the, there's... You could always tell the difference in... Oh, you're the middle child, aren't you? Right. You're the youngest, aren't you? You must right. be the oldest. It yeah. reflects the rest of your life how that happened. Yep. So that would be... That's my experience. That's what I would say is like just... Try to not, um, just you know, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, totally, man. Uh, totally. I would say this is, I don't think I've ever said anything like this, but raise your expectations of yourself as a father and lower your expectations of your little girl's reaction and love for you. That's <laughs> you know, that's perfect because you're going to come in and expect her to just, you're like, Dad, you're going to, she'll love you, and then she's like, doesn't even look at you and you're like, man, I I don't know if I feel that this doesn't feel right. You know, I thought, I thought it was going to be so much more than this. And it is, is you got to give it time. It is like my little girl is, you know, it seems like yesterday when we were having this discussion with her and she was a baby and now she's nine. And I honestly feel like she just now started loving me Mm -hmm. a lot. She always loved me daddy she always loved daddy right but now she loves me she craves my attention she craves the time she wants to hold on to my neck longer and squeeze me tighter Mm -hmm. and she wants to tell stories later into the night and she wants to get up earlier to see me that's not what she did when she was four right you know i was almost an annoyance to her when she was three and four years old as a little girl boys are different boys were different yep but um, there is a, there is a difference when raising girls and boys, yep. and um, girls girls need to be listened to a lot, mm-hmm. and they need to be felt, and they need to be heard. Their their emotions need to be heard, and their feelings need to be acknowledged a lot. And um, boys don't. Boys are especially young boys are a lot more surface level emotions. They get over things quick. Mm -hmm. Injuries don't last as long. Um, Their feelings don't stay hurt very long at all. If, if longer than 10 seconds, it's weird. Mm -hmm. London's feelings could stay hurt the whole day, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then she'll get over it and then go back into it. We had that with Stella happen yesterday. It was like, 
they Theon's got hurt, something happened, and she's like, okay. And then like an hour later, she went back in. She's like, but this. And then oh, it was she like thought about whole, it again. Thought about it again. It was a whole thing. So and that wouldn't happen with Boston or Jet. Yeah, no way, no way. Yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be over. Yeah. And neither way, I'm not advocating either one's good or bad. It's that's just, just life. That's yeah, just that's how it is. So, um, I've, we've gone through these kind of questions before, similar questions, and it's just. Dude, you're asking all the right questions and you're coming from the right place. How do I lead her in the path of the Lord to have strong faith? Well, you get down on your knees and you say that. Yeah. People, I've heard it said before that Vody Bauckham said, you people are so, they pray so much for their kid to go to the right school or to get the right grade or to get on the right baseball team or to make the dance recital. And they never do that about their faith or salvation or mm-hmm. loving the Lord. Yeah. No. So it's like, true. God, please help this, this little girl get a good grade on her math test. Cause if she does, she'll get <laughs> to go into this next school and she really needs, she really wants yeah. it. So please God. But, but how many times yeah. do we pray about her faith or her salvation or, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I, I think the answer here is the same answer for both of these questions. And that's what you're saying. Like the way that you, you know, lead this little girl and, and raise her in the way of the Lord. How do you win the parents over? It's it's just through your consistent, faithful love and affection and showing up. You just got to show. A lot of times it's just showing up yeah. and continuing to to love her, continuing to showing love her, up. continuing to love her, patience, all, all of these things, I think, win over the the in-laws. <laughs> yeah. And, and also... Yeah. Um, you know, your little girl is just going to feel loved and confident and safe, you know, when she grows up. And yeah, and that's definitely in this world what we want our daughters to have is Dude. is that kind of confidence. You're going to show her how to walk in the path of the Lord by how you lead her there. She's going to watch you. She's going to watch you get it up early. And she's going to come in. She's, when she wakes up from her bed and walks in there and you're reading the Bible, she's going to remember that that's what Daddy did in the morning. And mm-hmm. when you say your prayers with her at night and, and at, at meals and during the day, now we, we get together as a family now and it's a new thing for us and we'll pray before school. So it's like, okay, they're about to, you know, about to go to school and we all get in a circle and we pray for the day and we see if the kids have anything that's coming up that they're worried about or anxious about or anything going on. And we'll pray for that. And we, we do that for all kinds of reasons, but one of the reasons is so that they know that, as you as you say here, Dakota, walking in the path of the Lord is the number one priority. They're going to see that through mom and dad leading them that way. It's, it's not like a special teaching that you could do. It's it's a it's something you model for them. Mm-hmm. Amen. Good luck to you, buddy. All right, Dakota. Good luck, man. Thanks for the question. What else we got? Urgent relationship advice. What is it to be a man? Podcast question. Kind of random. What another one says question. And then, hey, Granger, I need some advice. And then life is a journey. Let's go life is a journey. Mm. All right. Because we, yeah. yeah. I didn't think you were going to go there. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Ernie. I'm from Wisconsin. Shout out to Wisconsin. Wisconsin. 
I've seen you many times in the past. I grew up in the country and I've had a very privileged life that I get to eat and sleep and breathe big bucks, shooting ducks and, and jacked up Cummins trucks. (laughs) 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 Over the years, I've uh, developed a quite serious alcohol and substance abuse problem. I started out with no mental health issues, but over the years of very traumatic events and losing my girlfriends and fiance and 90% of the people that I've ever cared about along with uh, most of my friends. Sorry, this once again, I made that reaction just because it's, um, says not to mention the legal issues, multiple DUI, financial issues, homelessness, bankruptcy, the list goes on and on and on. I gave it full year of sobriety and I'm dealing with years of consequences. I just don't have the energy of or, or mental stability to keep fighting and to keep hustling every day with the severe depression, among other issues. This is not how I thought this email was going to go. I'm um, sorry. I just don't have the motivation and drive anymore to go and make a good life happen. I guess my question is, I'm so stuck, I cannot find the motivation to put on my boots every day. What should I do to try to move forward based on your previous Being Stuck podcast? This 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 email went so so different from starting out saying um, I have a very privileged life. Thanks so much, Ernie. Well, he's got a perspective that's, I guess, positive if he feels like his uh, life has been privileged. Mm-hmm. Um, where to start with Ernie? It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm uh, struggling with the same question, Bernie. Where to start? Because this is one of well, those... His, que- his question is really how do, how do, I, move how do I move forward? How do we have motivation? Um, the Stuck podcast he's talking about, were you on that? Was I wasn't that on that. Um, was it Parker or you? It was I, one I of y'all two. It, I don't think it was me. Okay. Uh, but I remember seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um so, I, I don't, he hasn't alluded, again, man, we need like a studio audience. We need these people right. in a chair where we can just <laughs> like ask them so stuff. So, let's go, let's start with kind of what we did a few questions ago where we okay. say, congratulations on the sobriety. Yeah. That is, you have recognized that that, that was causing an issue. And you've dealt with that. Um, And I could, dude, I could, I could sympathize with, I just don't have the energy or mental stability to keep fighting and hustling every day with this severe depression. And so let me say this, and I've heard John Piper say this. There is, there is no shame in understanding that there is, there is a many forms of depression that just are going to require medication. And so I would say, Ernie, I would recommend um, visiting a a doctor about this. Yeah, absolutely. Because the worst the doctor could say is, no, you're you're fine. I I don't think that's going to happen. But there, but there is, there is, there is mental injuries that happen to people that are unseen by the eye and hard to understand. But PTSD is a real thing that causes real damage 
and we see it with soldiers and law enforcement officers all the time. But it also happens to civilians, and that requires a level of professional medical help that probably could lead to some kind of light form of medication to help that. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking way out of terms here because I'm not sure I'm not qualified to speak on this realm of medication at all. I'm just qualified to speak about country, <laughs> helping not, country yeah. boys' problems. Yeah, we're not qualified <laughs> to speak about any of this stuff, just to be clear. Like, I mean, we're like marriage counselors, therapists, psychologists. Uh, um, so, yeah, Ernie, I'd start there, man. I would set up an appointment, and I would go and dump this on a, a, a licensed medical professional and being very careful with dealing with any kind of medications because you've had substance abuse in the past. So that has to be a part of the conversation with the doctor. You don't want to make this worse. It could always get worse. That's a scary thing. Life, however bad it might seem, you could keep making it worse. So you want to stop the digging right now. Stop, Stop digging the hole that you're in. And you want to start bringing dirt back into the hole that you've already dug. Right. So don't don't make a another substance abuse problem happen with some kind of medication. So right. with that kind of alarm going on, go visit a doctor. Yeah. We'll start I, there. Absolutely. Um, so there's a book that I'm reading right now. I'll just reference really quick. Uh, the Coddling of the American Mind. You read it? Heard of it. Okay. Uh, the only thing I'm going to reference is... Um, uh, CBT, which they talk about, is cognitive behavioral therapy. And that could be something else to look into in research. It's an alternative to medicine. Um, research is showing that it is more uh, effective and healthier option. Not just the healthier, oh, this is the organic way to like, uh, you know. No, it's showing that it's more effective. So research it. Uh, again, like I'm just reading this book and starting to understand some of this stuff. Um, but that is just jumping out to me. So, and not just, uh, what's this cat's name or we're not saying this. Ernie. Er, Ernie. That's right. Um, this is not just for him. This is for, you know, anybody out there that is wrestling with some of these things. Um, maybe you're in a similar situation, but I'm, I'm always going to go back to two things. I always try to go back to two things. God's word and community. Okay. You have got to like start with God's word and what it says. If you're looking for a motivation to move forward, you need a purpose in your life. Mm. And I'm going to encourage you to search God's word, wrestle with it and find your purpose that can give you the motivation to get out of bed each day. The second thing is community. We can't do that alone Mm. because left to ourselves, we will choose ourselves every single time. Send this podcast, Ernie, to one of your friends or to somebody, and maybe this can be the thing that starts to, hey, um, Granger Smith podcast, like, read my question, and by doing that, you're showing the vulnerability to one of your friends, and maybe they, like, say, hey, I'd like to, you know, let's let's keep talking about this stuff. I'd love to support you, and then all of a sudden, there's somebody else that can come in, and you kind of all of a sudden have this community of support. Um, that's going to coincide with, you know, professional help, like Granger said. Um, but I think you got you got to have, I mean, 
totally right, to, man. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like for any of these things, dude, that's so you right. You got to have community. You got to have God's word. So here's what I would say to to lead directly where Bernie's going with this. Wherever you are in Wisconsin, whatever town you're in, I'd encourage you to find a church, which is not. It's not easy. It's not as easy maybe as it even used to be. And the reason I know this is because I just went to church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And it's like you look at the you look at a town and what do you do? Pull up Google Google Maps and Google Church? I mean, what do you what do you do? So it took a little bit of research and I had to know what I was looking for in the mission statement. Mm-hmm. So you could tell and, and I looked at several and I looked at their mission statement and you could tell quickly what they're about. Mm-hmm. Are you about um prosperity and getting rich quick are you about preaching jesus right the way that the gospel was intended so you look for those kind of words that kind of wording to find that church there's one around you in wisconsin i guarantee you you walk through those doors seven days a week you walk that door and you go hey guys i'm ernie can i talk to somebody around here i'm just looking to be a part of something and the, the reason I could speak so well to this, Ernie, is because I just did this two days ago in um, in Sioux Falls. And I went in, didn't know a single person there. I actually emailed them before I came and I said, hey, um, I'm in a traveling band. We're playing and looking for a place to come and for worship on Sunday morning. And and it took them a couple of days, but they emailed back and said, great, come meet us at the hospitality desk. We'd love to say hi. I went in. They couldn't have been nicer. They made gave me a little gift bag, had a coffee mug and a journal and a pen mm-hmm. and um, a little booklet. They were super nice. And, man, I went in there, and I, I left there with friends, mm-hmm. good friends. Actually, eight of them came to the show that night. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a single person there, but they were great people. It was a great community, very uplifting crowd. They came to my show. We hung out most of the day. Now I, te- I have, they're on a text basis with these people. And this just happened to me two days ago. This can happen to you today, Ernie, as soon as you hear this podcast. Um, there's one around you. And it, I know that feeling stuck feels like no one is there. No one cares. But they do. Mm-hmm. They do. And there, there's, there's people here in your town that that can help you. And Sometimes that means also everything Bernie said about community also means sometimes you have to drop some of the duds in your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. There might be a, you might think you have community, but so far that doesn't look like it's leading you on a good path. So you might have to drop some of these dudes mm-hmm. and you might have to start over. You might have to quit the job you're on. It doesn't say that where you are working, but maybe that church thing also says, do you have anyone doing your, mowing your grass you know Mm -hmm. could i help around here somewhere Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of opportunities that come so ernie you have a you have a little checklist here that i think is so important um visiting the doctor and and then finding this church Mm -hmm. here you go all right easy as that yeah see we just Just... solved all your problems Ernie. (laughs) (laughs) man i I feel for you brother that's a that's a heartfelt email and and thank you for Thank you for asking it. Um, I meant I meant to go in here and get some lighter questions. How much time we got? A few minutes. Okay. I, I meant right. to, I meant to grab some lighter ones, and here we are creating this podcast. Let, here's one right here. Okay. Hey Granger, my name is Joe. I'm 12. I'm from Oregon. I love your music. 
Why is just, Joe? Why? I'm sorry. Why is Joe got an email address? I thought you had to be 13. That makes me scared about my that, kids. Is that true? I thought it was. Man, it's, this it's like internet Gmail. thing. This internet thing, guys. Let's okay, see what he's got. it's a good thing, but God, it's Gmail. Watch out. It's Gmail. He got signed up on Gmail. Did he lie about that? I thought it was 13. Maybe the world's changing. For nah, sure. Go ahead. Go you ahead. don't have to be an age to get a Gmail. I don't think it could be anything. I don't, so, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I've, says I'm from Oregon. I love your music. Just heard watching the Smiths. How could I be successful like you? Love God. Have my dream home in the middle of nowhere. I want to live in Texas too. I think. Um, I think I know the answer to all this. But how do you like it there? I'd love a shout out, America. Yee yee. Signed, Redneck Joe. Redneck. That's a good one to end on. Yeah, Redneck Joe. Um. Well, he's asking you, man. How do we? How do, how do we have it all, Cranger Smith? Um. Well, at twelve, don't 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 pick up and leave Oregon because Oregon's an, an awesome place, man. Texas is great. I love it. It's home. Oregon is your home. And Oregon yeah. is an amazing state, one of the most beautiful states in the nation. Incredible mountains and forests and wildlife and ocean and oh, it's, Oregon's incredible. So the grass is always greener, right? Maybe that's one of the main themes here. Grass is always greener. Oh, man, yeah. I see the Smiths. I see you're in Texas. It looks awesome in Texas. And I spin around tomorrow and I see a, somebody vlogging in Oregon and I'm like, it's so green there and wildland mountains and mm-hmm. we don't have that in Texas when it's not always green in mountains. So, so grass is always green on the, on the other side and it's even more green in Oregon than, than it is in Texas. Right. Um, uh, it's, it's Bernie, we've said this before when you're 12, man, B12, yeah. B12. Is that a vitamin? B12. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy being 12 man joe don't don't get too caught up in in success um your dream home don't even think about a dream home man that that is do do you think that there's some way and i'm gonna try not to take us just like into the deep woods of oregon right now but like that this age that we live in because when i was 12 i was not exposed to the amount of options of what my life could be like that Joe has been exposed to. Just oh, that's a of, good point. Because of the era that we live in. That's a good point. And because of that, like this generation, starting mm. with millennials, Gen Z, the amount of anxiety, depression, suicide has gone up. Do you think that there's correlation of like a 12-year-old asking us, how do I get all of this stuff that I've seen on Man, TV and I didn't YouTube think channel? about that. I didn't think about that. But and you're right. It's gonna, all available. So he's going to spend his whole life with all of these options and think like, how do I get that? How do I get that? And I'm, I'm just, I'm pulling it back to like the sermon at our church on Sunday where um, the pastor talked about God creating Adam and Eve. There was no options. That was it. Yeah. That covenant yeah. was like, hey, this is it. But now it's like, we look around and we're like, Dude. we got a sea of options. Dude, that- they say kid in the candy store. Well, our candy store nowadays is huge. Oh. It's endless aisles of candy. And where do you even start? It's like going yeah. into Walmart, nothing but candies in Walmart. Where, where do you go? And that's that's what maybe that's what Joe sees. Maybe that's what the internet is. And, we, and f- when reality, me and you look at it and go, dude, Oregon is an awesome place to live. Yeah. 
So Joe, here's what Redneck Joe, and this is a, maybe we'll just end like this, like just be present. Yes. Your entire life, whatever life gives you, have gratitude and be yeah. in the present moment. Yeah. Just give yourself to the people and the things that are in front of you. Yeah. Love and, it, dude. And don't look around. Love don't, it. Don't look around. Just keep your head right here. So good. With the people you got. Um, Love you, Redneck Joe. Yeah. With, you're coming to the next Yee Yee Day yeah. with the yeah. parents. <laughs> you know, have a chaperone. But bring it. We'll see you guys. That's it we got. All right. Bye, Bye. y'all. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee-yee.